The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Tangent Egg Podcast. As always, it's me, Seth, along with Ben and Swoosh. Hello. Hi. And this week, we're not going to get into anything else. We're going to do the thing we've been trying to do for like three weeks now. I'm going to talk about games stuck in alpha. We have been trying to get to this one for a while, haven't we? Like, there's been a lot of squirrels that we keep chasing. I mean, yeah, we we we're very distractible, but we have been trying to talk about alphas and probably to lesser degree betas. But you know, games stuck in that we're always working on it phase, so we're not going to call it one point oh. Yeah, will this extend to like Kickstarter games that we're still waiting on? Because there's probably a couple of those I have in my old account. I mean, I guess, but. I mean, are people still taking money for them, or was it just the Kickstarter? Because I think it's the the people taking money for it that's where, like, personally the line gets drawn. Fair. Because if you kick in, you know, your 100 bucks on this Kickstarter game and it just isn't done yet, they're not still selling it. Uh, True. I mean, like, my pet game is Warframe. I play it a lot, like, and I have put a little bit of money into it. Not a lot. Like, they've had a couple of, like, you know, $10, like resurgence packs and things like that so mm. they've gotten a little bit of my money but that's a game in perpetual beta they've it's been out for years and I think loads of people would call it pretty feature complete at this point well not feature complete but you know like well past the point we'd call it a beta yeah but they still won't go 1.0 because they keep like overhauling internal systems and all this kind of stuff and it's like how long can you keep something in that state and still expect people to treat it like it's a beta. Yeah, it's one of those weird things that I think certain like uh, what's the word studios get stuck in that mentality. Of, no, no, it must be perfect for us to release. Like guys, just release then, and then you can improve later. These things are patch. going. Yeah, well, patches patching, are full. That's the entire point of patches. Well, but I mean, some of them just get ground into the whole. No, it must be perfect when it leaves the you know gets into primary build like I mean sure but triple A games aren't even that point at this point yeah I mean there's something to be said for the the 1.0 status though it's much mm. like when you first throw your game up on on Steam even if it's an early access people look at it and they make judgment yeah. calls so you want to have a good early access if you're going to put it on there you, and given the fact that I mean I'm going to use early access alpha and beta pretty interchangeably while we're having this discussion but suffice to say it's all the same thing yeah um you only have one chance to really impress people. And then when you go 1.0, that is your second chance. And if it doesn't land, your game could be dead in the water. That's not to say that plenty of games released in 1.0 and haven't died like that. Rip Babylon's fault. Yeah. But it is your only other chance. So I can see why a lot of companies want to have a really polished product because it's their second chance in the limelight and they don't want to fuck it up. But let's face it, a lot of games hang out in that wait way too long I've been a firm believer that there should be sort of a, a time limit that your game can sit on something like Steam in early access <clears throat> you should have to push toward a 1.0 product I think didn't Steam end up putting in a thing for that saying you could only be early access for a series of time or Warframe it's been on there the entire time up to this day and is beta oh fair and to be fair, Daisy is still on there. Oh yeah, that standalone thing that Bohemian did. Yeah, um, Armor Two. Yeah. No, no, Armor Two. I mean, one is the mod. Are you talking about the mod or the standalone? Or the actual standalone? I'm pretty sure it's the standalone. There. It's That's the standalone the yeah. access. That yeah. thing. Yeah, that one wasn't great. Um, I played a fair bit of that, but it was like I couldn't get into it at all. It was very strange. I mean, it's a rough game to get into anyway, just to begin with, let alone that the version that Bohemian started making as the standalone just didn't pan out even close to the same as the mod, and yeah. you were competing with a mod that's free for a game that most people owned, or if they didn't, could get very cheap because Armor 3 was out and Armor 2 tanked in price. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, then there was the whole thing of it's one of those uh, what was it the massive flood of them where it was the um, PvP multiplayer games where you're surviving in 
in the open world building bases. We were yeah. flooded with them for a while. Because um, there was that, there was Rust, and a bunch of others that uh, were stuck Rust, in... Ark. Oh, they were stuck um, in beta hell for years. Still are, most Ark of them. as well. Uh, I think Ark is the only one that's really escaped. Has it? Because uh, last I looked yeah. into Ark, it was still... Um, still beta. Um, I'm pretty sure they... The, they got in a lot of hot water because they were selling like DLC for a game that was still not done. Yeah, yeah, I think that was what eventually pushed them to release. Essentially, okay. they're like, in my in my opinion, if you're charging say fifty to even more than probably forty dollars for an early access game, they they're just taking the piss. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. The idea of an early access is that you're on the ground floor and you're acting as a test audience for them. You are their QA, like you're their quality assurance guys. Be like, hey, I found this bug, send it on. So you should be getting a discounted entrance into it. I mean, the other effect is supposed to also be like, you know, we're most of the way through producing this game. We want some testers, much like you say, and a little cash injection to get us over the line. Get us to 1.0. Not live there. So Phasmophobia, Phasmophobia is still early access. Which one's that? That's That's that that ghost game. That's that VR ghost thing I see a lot of people playing. I yeah, I've actually heard so, of that one. So it's um, you you build up money by completing missions, and you can buy items such as like flashlights and candles and um, yeah, Ouija boards and all that. And then you can catch ghosts, and your your job is to to find the ghost in each of the houses um, in a way that like it de- delegates you like a mission. Hmm. Oh like, wait, no, I think I've seen that one. I've seen it a bunch on on YouTube <coughs> and the whatnot. I've not been particularly impressed. It seems to be the new. You know, stream a screaming game. Yeah, pretty it is much. pretty. Yeah, it's pretty scary. I have played it probably for two hours in total, um, and, and yeah, just not enjoyable. Not my type of game. No. Well, those things like No Man's Sky was one of those weird ones that wasn't quite early access, but was a full release, but should have been an mm. early access kind of build. Uh, especially with the fact that within twenty four hours they proved everything they said about that game wrong. Although. That is probably a great example of a company that's been on the biggest redemption arc. Oh, yeah. Because they, like, I think it was this month, they just put out another large content pack for free for that game. Yeah, I have that game now. It took a few years to get around to it, but I have an actual copy of it. Uh, The best thing they did was take the guy who they had going on talk shows away from that job. Basically, they were like, go over here. Pretty sure he's the uh, thing that's Sean Murray, I think it is, the guy who ran the company. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure he still has that position. They just took the like they did the uh, what is it the the you know like Blizzard thing. It's done when it's done. We'll talk to you about it then. Yeah, but you know, they, I think by the end of it, he needed a handler or something there with him just to slap him every so often. Just like yeah, bad. No, no, stop talking. I mean, at the same time, like it's a small developer. He doesn't really have the the skills and the whatnot with a lot of people pushing on him I mean I've been very critical about about No Man's Sky but it's it's hard to stay that way when they've spent so much time really pushing hard to make you know a, a, like get the product they promised people and oh, not yeah. charge like, anyone I really a dime. enjoy it yeah I, I'm really enjoying the, the game now that it's, it feels like an actual game uh, where I can go to planets that are more than just brown and the same creatures over and over again because what are you what are the chances of seeing someone in the game? Isn't it? It's like one in two million or you something. Mean non-existent. It's not multiplayer. Yeah, that was basically within twenty-four hours of the game coming out. Two people got to the same point in space and couldn't find each other. So basically, you're in your own little instance. You'll never run into people, but it'll feel like they're around because it uses names for things. Mm. Like they'll use their names or use their like um, discoveries. If you name the planet, it will show up for others, yeah? Yeah, but you can never actually meet another person. Is that... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Considering what we were told was you, it would be multiplayer from the get-go, everyone was really excited. We were like, yes, I can go and team up with my friends and we can go and yeah. you know, do, do, do stupid shit around the place. And it's like, nope, can't do that. I mean, is it still yeah, like that? I haven't really kept up with... with here's with a planet it. they named... But uh, you can never see them. Yeah, I mean, it's meant to be it's so vastly huge you'd never you know run into something. But yeah, I know within seconds of being in the game, people started trying to find each other. 
because that became a, a you know basically they said you can't do this and the internet takes that kind of thing as a challenge uh, and then we'll do it within you know minutes well, yeah, it's like like I bought the game purely because they were like, yeah, you can go and see people on this. You can play multiplayer. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, no, I cannot. I tried it out ages when it first came out. Uh, a mate let me uh, putter around in it. And I was not sold. It was not a great game. Um, it was only in the last couple of years I've picked it back up. And it's not bad. It's pretty fun to you know zoom around in, have some fun. I'm still trying to fix the first ship I have, though, because it's just certain things you can never run into. And I'm also one of those people who will sit there and build a base. And their base building, while much better than it was, still has a few kinks to it. But it's much more forgivable now. But at least they escaped from uh, Alpha Hell. Took them a while, but... Is it still true that no planet will ever have the same items on there? Uh, They'll have the same item, but slightly different, essentially. It's like you yeah. run into the same kinds of things, but they're just called a different different name or a slightly different color. Well, I mean, they have to have some common stuff, theoretically, so that yeah. you can never be stuck. Pretty much. It is possible to get stuck still, but it's theoretically not possible. The problem is, like, because the planets are so huge, you could spend a very long time just exploring one planet. Mm. Like, just finding everything there. And yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's fun. You can get lost in that game. Quite literally, in, in some cases. Uh, it's pretty fun. I mean, like, I've had it, like, excellent with a VR headset. I haven't tried it, but uh, I've had a couple of friends, like, really rally around that as, like, if you've got a headset, you should really try and play with No Man's Sky. Yeah, no, I've heard some good things about the VR version. They're pretty fun. Like, I played... Apart from that, I also played a lot of Ark, like, when it was still in uh, early access. Yeah, I played with Ark, too. It was also really cheap when I got it. Yeah, I think it's still so, pretty cheap. It's like 12 bucks. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. It was just... Re- I always thought it had been released... Um, like earlier than it did but they were selling DLC for an alpha build and I'm like oh that's that's not good yeah because they were low on money to actually finish the game so like well we'll sell the next bit of content we were going to put out yeah that that stings a little yeah what have I bought from them so far I think I've bought like five different DLCs from them so far different maps and all that type of stuff the thing is I've never disappointed with the stuff I ended up buying from Ark because I used to play that with a few mates they had a server so I would just disappear into the wilderness and start building a town and you know then all of a sudden I'd kind of log back in and one of my friends has left me a dinosaur I was like this is yours now like neat I don't have to do anything now yeah I joined some clan because a friend owned it and and you jump from internode servers so like you you, like the clan who owns a certain internode server because they just dominate everyone who joins it Hmm. And uh, then all of a sudden, you create portals to other internode servers to raid them. Yeah. Uh, holy crap! I didn't even know you could train. Like now, they've built portals between servers. Yeah, that was one of the uh, the DLCs essentially. So you could start going between the different kinds of map. So you could go from like the island to the desert yeah. to other things, um, which was great because then you could you know go they exploring this, around. Like six level underground base underneath a rock cave and it was just crazy like you had one level with like a hundred dinosaurs purely for breeding down there and yeah it was mental yeah like I only ever played on a small server with friends and it was really really good if you're not trying to murder each other every five seconds or you don't have someone who's turning up with a minigun to fuck with you every you know 12 seconds it's a really fun game but it's why I couldn't be on public servers for a while because I dive in and all those games were the same you dive in and anyone who's been there more than 10 minutes just turns up to you know kill you and steal your starting equipment over and over again it's like, oh, it's like rust why? like rust yeah oh. oh my god at least rust eventually fixed the issue and let you pick up a new rock <laughs> yeah because for the longest time they wouldn't kill you they would just make you give them your rock and then you can't do anything yeah, if you don't, you know, if you spawn and you're not, like, if it's, say, like a week in or something and everyone's already designed all their bases, no matter how many times you spawn, they just kill you. Yeah, like, without yeah. without fail. It's uh, it, Those kinds of games were always a bit 
odd and you couldn't easily make your own private server like for us we had to actually have a dedicated machine going running it constantly in the back end so we could dive in that way i i rented a rust server on uh these yeah there used to be a website that did it for you so i used to run a rust server on there which made Mm. life a bit easier but I just don't. I can't recall the amount of times I've run around yelling "friendly" and asking people not to kill me. Oh no, that's because no one's friendly. Everyone must die. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the mentality that those things weirdly bring out. I think it's um, the second. Like it, even I was guilty of it in like a public service. Like right, I have things. I have a gun now. Hey, look, it's a newbie. Well, they hunted me <laughs> when I was a newbie, and off you go. It's the. Uh, I, I, you know, they hurt me, therefore I'll hurt others mentality, which kind of pops out for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have watched, like, hours of... Like, I, I don't really like those games. They've never really worked for me. Um, I, I played a little bit of Ark. We were on a public server. We built a base for a bit. I wasn't super feeling it, but I was unemployed at the time, so I just sort of played it. And then our base got wrecked while no one was online, and it was just like what the fuck is even the point of this fucking game and then when we had a private server because we only had a couple people on it they're like oh well we'll jack up the speed of everything so that it's easiest for us to get to like the fun bit and then it was no challenge so it was boring yeah but I have watched a lot of people playing Rust just fucking with people I think my favorite one was a bunch of people who they made bait bases but they made them they uh, given them yes. face they given them false floors so they could spawn under the floor. Hmm. And it was endlessly hilarious watching these people just like, alright, I think no one's in the base right now, and then just like cracking the floor, popping up, and then looting everything they could. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was it was really funny. But like, I, I just cannot play those games. They do not... I don't really like the survival thing. Like, I have played some survival games I do like, but not those ones, man. The, the whole like, die, respawn at a beach... Uh, for me the main main draw on those kinds of things was the building aspect because I don't know why but my brain likes that and therefore I play a lot of it so I get lost in building random things like towns cities you know paved roads and stuff that's what I do so the other stuff happening in the background like I like going out and getting the materials and all that kind of stuff and making the, the stables for the dinos I have that are good for certain harvesting uh, the rest of it, I don't really care about. Like, I just want to be left alone with my dinosaurs to build my giant castle. But I mean, that's why you play Minecraft. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, my- Minecraft is dangerous. The-, the second I have access to the mod packs as well, it's like, yeah, no, this would be fine. But that was also something that was in uh, early access for God knows how long. Until yeah. it eventually released. And But they got to release Candidate, and it went up from, I think, I think me and you bought in at like 10 bucks. Yeah, I know. We had, like, legacy accounts when it was, like, still $10, $15. Yeah. And now it's, like... Back when it was bucks. literally just Adult Lego, it was great. Adult Lego, you could only play in a browser. Yeah. Ah, the good old days. I, I, God, I remember I those days, I feel yeah. like such a hipster. Fuck. Goddamn. I didn't even... Like, it was a... It was... Back then, it was nothing but creative mode. I don't think we had anything else. Then it's like, oh, we brought a story in, or we brought a, a survival mode in. It's like, yes, go out and do stuff. And the weird thing is going back to it now, I haven't played it in, like, so long, and the vanilla has upgraded so much. I'm like, I, are we sure this isn't modded? Like, what is this? And there was other decent mods, like Bucket Mod and everything I was like always that. after the texture pack mods. Like, yeah. There was one that just turned basic materials, like chisel, I think it was called. So you could chisel things and make them look awesome. And I'm like, right, cool. All I need now is a butt ton of cobblestone and I can make epic looking villages. Like, done, I'm in. So I just started stealing everyone's leftover cobble because everyone's like, ah, oh, I, don't, I don't use cobble for anything. It's like, I will take the cobbles. Just slowly steal them. I remember at one point on the server that uh, Made of House was running, it was, they logged off and I was unemployed at the time. So I was loaded up on caffeine. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to build these guys a, a base because they were just living like a, a little hut thing they'd had and underground was all their storage. So I just kind of ripped it apart and built them a wizard tower and then they logged back in. It's like, what, what happened? Like, I, I upgraded your base. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
The, what? It was a hole in the ground. Yeah, you still have the hole in the ground, but now it looks like a dungeon. It's great. And then I promptly passed out for a few hours because that, that was all night. But yeah, no, I can't remember when that one eventually became... I think it was when Microsoft finally got around to buying it. It was a bit like, yes. after that or something. I, I just remember yeah. like a lot of the, the things being like, better buy it now because it's going to be 30 bucks soon. Yeah, because I think it was when Microsoft bought the game, they started pushing for an actual release out of beta. Which is understandable. They want to get an actual product out there they can market and do stuff I, with. I mean, they're still pushing content for it, so... I mean, it's never oh, going to be the mods, die. but, you know... It is like it one of, It's like one of the most purchased games or something like that. I can't remember. Like, it's either the most... Like, I don't think it's the most because there's, you know, things like Mario exist. But it's up there. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's going to be, like, our generation's version of, um... Well, the new generation's version of Mario and Sonic kind of thing. Yeah. Um... Because, like, it's going to be around for so It's spawned TV shows and movies and other stuff already. So, it's going to be around for a while. Oh, All okay. from a fucking alpha game where you put blocks on the ground. Well, let's face it. It doesn't matter how old you get. Lego has an appeal. It really does. It's that... I think it's just, it must be something in the lizard brain. Where it's just, like, connect the blocks. Yes, we like this. Here's the dopamines. <laughs> Yeah, I got the happy chemical. I'm gonna do this that, again. I think it's that desire to build. Because yeah. I know as I got older, I I was less interested in like creating my own things, and much much more interested in just being like, oh, there's like a big elaborate thing, and I'm gonna make that happen out of this pile of bricks. Yeah, pretty much the building. It, it just makes the the happy chemicals come. It's pretty fun. Mm. Well, I feel like. If we're going to talk about alphas, we're going to have to to address the giant spaceship-sized elephant in the room. We're going to have to talk about Star Citizen. Yay! Now, I, I me that and game Swoosh confusing. have not put any money into this, and I will freely admit that up front. I sort of keep a morbid train wreck-esque eye on it. But our friend Ben here has put money into Star Citizen. Yeah, I've given it a go, and uh, it's definitely, you know, everyone's going to be frustrated, of course, with, with a few things that have happened with it. Like, uh, the main frustration that people will have uh, is, you know, if it was if it was just a normal, like, I guess, uh, you know, like a one-year crowdfunded game, fine, to where it is at the moment, but uh, the fact that it's a 10-year, $450 million uh, crowdfunded game is currently a bit of a joke. Um, Just a smidgen. Now, there are parts of the game that function great and, f- and make the game very enjoyable, but there are also functions that, uh, like a lot of mechanics that are broken, uh, and sometimes it just feels like an unstable piece of shit. Um, but the main, the main frustration I have with the game at the moment is uh, I guess the they called 30k glitches um, and that's where if someone commits any one of the 5,000 glitches plus in the game it crashes the server for everyone and you lose all progress on whatever you are holding whether that be uh, if you're holding cargo uh, you just lose the cargo and you lose millions of credits um, so that's my main issue with the game so but if- Anyone has a a bug or a crash bug. Yeah, it crashes, it crashes everything. It crashes the whole server, which has uh, sixty people in it. Yeah. How has that not been fixed yet? That should be a top yeah. priority fix. It's a lot better than it was, but I mean, when you have that many glitches, a lot better glitches, than it was. One person. How bad was it? it? Takes down the whole server is better than it was. I'd say the duration of how often it happens has improved a lot. Okay, so like but, less things crash. That's I mean that's progress, but yeah, I mean crashing only like twice in in an hour rather than eighteen to twenty times an hour. I'd say that's Jesus definitely an improvement. Christ, that to me that's still nearly unplayable, especially like, for uh, an online game. Yeah, yeah. I mean um, they've got a few things in the game. So this is just talking about the open world. The open world still has a lot of bugs. They're currently polishing off their PvP game. Um, which is basically 
yeah, just dog fighting, nothing but dog fighting TDMs, uh, and they've they've got that down pat. Like it's an absolutely beautiful part of the game to play, um, but the actual game, the full game itself, uh, is yeah, still a lot of, long way from being done. And a frustration I, the main frustration I've always had with the game is that they are focusing far more on on bringing in new ships and making money out of those ships yeah. than they are actually developing the game. Well, they had a bunch of animators and a few other people leave years ago, and they came out saying, no, the entire thing is more or less a, uh, a scam. It's just we were told to make more ships, to make more money, to make more ships. The actual game was not to be touched. So they didn't do assets for any of the open world or any of the actual game game yeah. at any point they were working there. It was just, oh, if we make another ship, they'll placate them long enough that we can get another ship out and we can work on these other things on the side but it was never the main game. Like, they've got that um, the dogfighting done, but that was a secondary game mode. That shouldn't have taken priority away from the actual game. Like, they, from what I've seen, they let feature creep become the big thing. It's like, oh, we've hyped up this new feature. Well, we've got to work on that now. It's like, guys, stop adding stuff until you have a workable product. It's been years now. Like, what, 10 years? Like, next time you guys are over, I'll give you a, just jump in and have a go. So you don't have to spend money, just have a go. You'll you'll come away with a lot of positives, but also a lot of negatives. So it is one of those alphas that, you know, you'll think, holy shit, this actually looks and feels like a lot of fun. But then you'll have a few things happen and you'll go, this is not even a game. This is broken. Um, so that's the thing. I've seen a few people playing it, uh, like, you know, playthroughs and that kind of stuff or just you know checking it out because i'm interested in it if it ever becomes a workable product i'll probably put some money towards it but if it has all the features they originally said it would which currently it doesn't seem to but it's just one of those things where from what i've seen very pretty it's very nice looking it's all that kind of stuff but just non-functional it's like a hollywood movie where they've just put all the money in the special effects and forgotten there's a story that has to be told the thing yeah, is, it's, I look yeah. at that and go, okay, so a dogfighting mode. There's a couple of games that do dogfighting. Um, you can look at something like um, Elite Dangerous, which is the game that's most commonly brought up around Star Citizen as another early access space flight game. It's dogfighting's pretty it's fun. still going. Uh, yeah, it is. It's still... Uh, it's not getting any more updates on console, but it is on PC. Nice. Um, and it's got an open universe for me to fly around and, and all that kind of stuff, so but it's a little more uh, integrated, not modular. Hmm. Um, and if it was like, oh, I just want a spaceship dogfighting game, well, games like Dreadnought exist, who spent that as their entire focus, as making a good dogfighting game. This game that they're making with Star Citizen is supposed to be this huge on-your-ship, off-your-ship, invading ships, dogfights, land battles. It's too much. If you picked any one of those things and focused in on them like most other companies do, one, it'd be done, and two, they'd probably end up with a better product. And then they could start adding things in as DLC, that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, we have the land expansion. Now you can go down, you can be on the planet and shoot stuff. Great. Which is exactly what, um, uh, was it? I think it was Eve did that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Eve's been around for fucking forever. Um, so, you know, a little bit not fair to compare, but they have been slowly increasing the amount of stuff you can do. Um, so, you know, I mean, you can do yeah, more so than just make spreadsheets now? The difference, <laughs> the difference that I see there is that um, I guess, you know, Eve started with a base concept and they're slowly adding in add ons, where Star Citizen has just put absolutely everything they can into the game to make it all available at once. Which I and think is a mistake. Yeah, and they're kind of being bitten in the ass by the amount of bugs that's happening right now. It's the feature group, man. They keep saying yes to more instead of going, yeah. no, we need to finish what we've already started. Then we can yeah. yes to more. Pretty much. So, I mean, their game devs are paid. Uh, I mean, I, I saw an article about it and they're paid pretty much the same as people who work at Activision. Mm. Um, like, so a shitload to develop their games, but they're just being assigned the wrong tasks and that's also the devs the devs don't really do a lot the ones you have to look at more are the programmers and animators they don't get paid a lot 
Yeah, and the, at the same time, the devs can't do much until the programmers and animators have done their jobs. Mm. So, like, it all, you know, yes, I can make this person run over here, but, I mean, I can't even make them move unless you've created me a person to make move. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, the thing, the, like... The constant switching between... Oh, not constant, like, the the large switches between game engines haven't helped because they've had to scrap large amounts of work, and yeah, then they spooled part of it off. Like, they they moved the, what is it, um, Star Mar- uh, Squadron 42 uh, off onto its own product, so it... You know, there's a big yeah. question about whether or not people who own Star Citizen will get access to Squadron 42 well, or will they have to buy it. It's also being developed by a different studio, but the content's supposed to be integrated into Star Citizen. Because so I know there was a thing you probably don't they... know about that. Hmm? Something you probably don't know about that yeah. is that uh, a few of the base starter ships that you buy, you mm-hmm. pay a little bit extra, and it gives it's meant to give you access to Squadron 42. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they are yet to confirm that it still will now that they've basically sold that part of it has pissed a lot of people off. Mm. Oh, understandably. Well, I mean, you pay an extra, you know, you pay $75 for a starter ship. Usually that's the usually some of the cheapest. And then you pay an extra $50 to gain access to the dogfighting in the Squadron 42. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people are at $50 US because it's like, oh, yeah, we don't, we're not even looking at this anymore. 50 I mean, didn't you just calculate something that's over a hundred bucks just to have access to a dogfight mode and well i mean you're still paying 75 and that gives you access to the full game itself so Mm. i mean the extra 50 is purely for squadron 42 i believe last time Mm. i checked yeah i didn't pay that because i purely i don't give a shit about the solo campaign it should be a simulator that's all it should be it's an open world space simulator that's all it should be they should scrap everything else and just work on it like that if that's all you want to play then x exists and so does freelancer Freelancer is pretty good, actually. Particularly Freelancer 2. Yeah. But the X franchise keeps putting out new games. They recently put out a new one, and that's their whole jam. It's a good jam, too. So, you know, Star Citizen's floating on this idea that it's it's going to be all these things. That's really only what seems to be keeping it afloat. If at any point it let go and was like, all right, we're going to have to just do a couple of these things then they'll get directly compared to their competitors who are already out and doing it better. I think it's going to end up like the Duke Nukem paradox, where it was like, it took 10 years for it to come out and everyone hyped it up and then it was shit. Like, it was... It was just not great. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't amazing. And therefore, because the hype was so different from what actually came out, it got a lot of shit for it. At this point, they have to deliver in order to keep any face after the fact 100% and like I know we've been shitting on this thing for the past little bit but I would like to say I absolutely 100% want this game to be so killer that I come on this podcast and go I was wrong I renege everything I've ever said about Star Citizen is amazing I just can't ever see it happening I would happily throw money at if everything they said was available and actually worked I don't even need everything. The basic is still rough, heavily buggy. I just found out it crashes every 24 hours. Oh, a lot faster than 24 hours, man. So your servers could crash. I mean, it's... All the servers are made when the first player joins it, so... Mm. It's the servers are made to join, um, but yeah, they just crash whenever whenever something like that happens. See, five I don't minutes, think I could hours. play that game. Yeah, like I don't know if I could be that play that game and not freak out as much because like the anxiety for it's like I'm oh, gonna crash. What's gonna happen? Oh god, oh god, I have yeah, no control. So ah. The biggest part of that was I do a lot of cargo freighting, and hmm. uh, it's good now. It's it's a lot more stable now. But we used to go in. You know, you'd pick up and you'd really need to jump to the fastest base because if you if it crashed while you had a full thing of cargo on board, mm. then, well, bad luck. You lose all your money. Mm. Fuck. But, yeah, I mean, my cat- I have a Caterpillar and it's basically one of the largest freighters in the game at the moment. And uh, it was released five years ago. Uh, and one of the wa- one of the doors you open to the, uh, to the crew rest area still goes to an invisible room. Mm. Wait, really? Like, it's just, yeah, you open the door and you basically see outside the ship, but you can't go out. It's like, it's to an invisible room. That is really... I I thought the one thing they had to, uh, completely done was the ship, so they... Oh, no, they're not done. No, no, no. Are you kidding me? Can you see how they, much you can pay for them? 
Yeah. <laughs> that to me, that's where it seems like they're taking the piss. Like, come on. One of my ships is done. Like a lot of them are a hundred percent done, but there's a few that they clearly missed one or two insignificant things when it comes down to it. Like, when are you ever going to go and actually use a crew rest on a on a ship when you never need a rest? But it. Yeah, they are underestimating details. role players entirely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like a lot of them are really well done. Like I've got a few big bombers that uh, you couldn't fault them, couldn't fault them at all. But then you've yeah, actually no, I could fault it. When you sit in the co-pilot seat, it usually turns off all the power. <laughs> what? That's, that's, <laughs> the, so, that's one of the faults. So if one person bugs out, everyone gets ditched from the server. And if you have a passenger, you have no power. Damn. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so you can't control the front gun on it. If you're the co-pilot, you need to go and sit in a different gunner seat. Um, but yeah, if you want to control the front gun, well then there's a chance that you'll just turn the power off. That uh, is so strange. And this is shit people pay things. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, nine times out of ten, it's perfect. So you know, like what they should do is um, get these kinds of little weird glitches. Once they fix them, release them again as an optional quirk. <laughs> well, so it, it's you can make weird ships that have weird quirks to them and build character. That that'd be fine. I'd be okay with that. Bring in a quirks DLC somewhere, and I'd have fun. Well, it's like the um, it's like the thingo where hold on, it's like the thingo where like if you fixed five glitches, you'll break five other things. Oh, yeah, especially when you've been going for God knows how many years in numerous different engines. This game is the epitome of that. You fix 10 things, people are like, wow, and then an hour later it's like, I found these other 50 things that just broke. Yeah. These these things weren't broken before. Why are they now? Yeah, so it's... I'm pretty sure that game is built on spaghetti uh, spaghetti code and that's about it. Like, it's just built upon so many dead versions that if one thing goes wrong... It's held together with duct tape and wishes at this point, and sometimes the wishes break and there. Mostly, yeah. Like there was this one airbase you'd fly to, and if you didn't fly one exact flight path to get there, like I'm talking to the fraction of a few meters out, it would turn your autopilot on and fly you out of the area back into space. But usually, uh, it would disengage the autopilot once you're a certain amount away from the city. But there was this glitch at this airbase, and it would just leave your autopilot on indefinitely. Oh shit! So you so, had to actually leave the server and rejoin it. That that's not great. <laughs> yeah. So there's yeah. There's a, Wait, I did it just take you into orbit or something? It, like no, just, no, no. You just it full power, just one direction straight out into the into the atmosphere, and then just kept going. Are we sure that's a bug? Has anyone actually just sat there and gone and see if it oh, takes yes. you somewhere? Yeah, it does not. Ah. <laughs> Damn. You keep saying, like, you know, like, if I sat down and played it, I'd like it. But I'd hit one of these sort of things and just be like, not flip table, I'm right about this fucking game. Yeah, yeah. it's like, I played it probably two weeks ago, and I didn't crash at all for a good, like, four or five hours. So it's uh, it must be going places. Uh, will it be a full game? Yes. Will it be in our lifetime? Probably not. Yeah, no, this is going to be, like, uh, our... It's a lineage thing. Our children's children may one day get to play this game as the world burns. <laughs> as they like, fly away Chris, in their own spaceships. Yeah. Chris Chris Roberts, I mean, he, he's been a game designer on a few decent games, like the Wing Commander series and Ultima V. And it's... So you're th- talking about Wing Commander, a very old FMV-heavy game that was much more simplistic. And uh, what was it? Uh, Ultima Five. Yeah, Ultima Five, which is a narrative-driven RPG. Yeah, yeah. Then not. So I, mean, I think he worked on Freelancer as well. And the thing is, like, I think Freelancer is why they got him on for this. Yeah, but it one just, of those things that always confuses me is when people think, "Oh, they came from this one," that you know, it's the, or the producer of this thing. It's like that doesn't mean they're good at their job. It just means they were on a team that did well. Mighty Number Nine. Yeah. Original create uh, one of the guys who worked on the original Mega Man games goes to make his own Mega Man and it's trash because he doesn't actually yeah. know what he's doing. Pretty much, 
So it's one of those things, like it happens in movies and TV shows as well, where it's like, oh, the producer of this thing or the director of this. It's like, I mean, that doesn't always mean that it's going to be good. Mm. If you said it's the exact same team, yes, okay, let's see what they do. But if it's just one dude from a team, there's no guarantees there. That doesn't even mean that it's going to be good. Another yeah. good example would be uh, Outer Worlds. Ah, yeah, they true. They slathered Out, all over their marketing from the team that made the good fallouts. Yeah. And I am not a fan of that game. It does yeah. not remotely live up to the legacy of Fallout. Yeah, no. They had to build their own lore up from scratch, and whilst it was interesting, it felt like a... Um, and a, a letter to an abusive ex kind of thing because it was it's all about you know oh corporations is bad blah, 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 blah. and they've just come from you know where they've come from and been exiled away from bigger companies mm. and it's just like is this you guys just trying to get back at them like uh, is this your dear john letter what's happening can yeah. we just have a fun game and do things Apparently that way it's sold well enough that they're doing another one I mean, everyone got it mostly for the marketing, but I'm yet to find anyone who's sitting there going, yes, game of the year, perfect. I got uh, it as part of Game Pass, back when Game Pass was cheaper than it is now. It felt like I overpaid. Yeah. Did not I mean, finish that even remotely. Yeah, no, I, I liked the game, but after a point you hit the a wall of just meh. Like, it's no longer really fun. I think uh, that which is, happens once you leave the first city. Yeah, once you're out of there and everything else, it's just—it's not as fun as I as I'd hoped. And they tried doing some quirky humor, um, like the old Fallout's, but it didn't hit properly. No, because they were trying to do serious and then like weird, wacky stuff out of nowhere. It's like, guys, at least in Fallout, you were always one tone. Choose a tone and stick with it. Don't give me whiplash going between them, please. Yeah, I know. When you want to have a, you want to do a serious thing about a, a, a non-sexual relationship between a mechanic and another mechanic in one scene, and then the next scene, talk about the horrors of diet toothpaste. It doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, like there, there was definitely potential there, and I, you know, I will probably pick up the next installment cheap. I mean, but... Microsoft owns it. It's part of Game Pass. No, oh, yeah, true. So you know, if you've got Game Pass, you'll be able to play it. <laughs> Huzzah! Free things. Although we did but find out a little from... more about the um, the new PlayStation thing. Oh, that's right. That a new thing was released for that. Yeah, they gave us the pricings and how it's gonna work, and it's uh, not quite the competitor we were hoping it was gonna be. Is it just going to be on like PlayStation? No, no computer it, access. It or... will have computer access, but I am going to get up um, the. Pricing, so I get this right because I don't want to give the wrong info on this one. Um, because <laughs> if we're going to make fun of them, we'll make sure we have our facts straight first. I know, right? Because this is dumb. Like it, it's really not. Um, it, it's not a good setup for, uh, particularly for Australia. Mm. Um, it's really not going to do us particularly well off. Well, we do tend to get forgotten in most game, like, creation things. Mostly because of, like, you know, the, until we sue someone, that's when they pay attention, actually. Oh, 100%. Like, like once Australia goes, you know what? Fallout? You don't get to do uh, morphine. It has to be something else, because Australia doesn't want drug use. Yeah. Everybody has to deal with that. Pretty much. And then there's the whole thing of once the ACCC gets out of, like, its cave and smacks things down. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't think Blizzard will ever fully recover from that. Oh, that was such a black eye for Blizzard. Jesus. All uh, because one service technician decided to get mouthy and the guy was recording. It's like, oh, oh, buddy, no. Why is this proving so hard to find now? Did, did Sony bury this fucking thing? I mean, they may have, uh, depending on the backlash they get. Speaking of backlash, there's one uh, one well-known character that's no longer with us today. Is the name Backlash? Well, it's actually Mrs. Pac-Man. 
They mean no longer with us. So Mrs. Pac-Man, uh, a lawsuit just got passed that Mrs. Pac-Man uh, is now replaced with a new wife. What? And Mrs. Pac-Man has become daughter Pac-Man. So uh, rather than lawsuits promoting sexism, they're now promoting, like, weird incest? I, I don't really know. But what was the difference between them? One had a bow and one didn't? Yeah, so I don't really know what's going on there. I'm definitely going to look into it a bit more. But uh, I think we have to, because that just sounds idiotic. Who is complaining about sexism with Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man? So, uh, I'll read you the article. You tell me what you think. So, due to an ongoing dispute over the rights to the character, Mrs. Pac-Man has been removed from a re-release of Pac-Land and replaced in what looks like a permanent switch with a new character called Pac-Mom. Yeah, see, there you go. It's a rights thing. It's not a... Uh, a sex thing. It's a, someone owns the right to Mrs. Pac-Man and they don't want to play ball. Also, so then, fun fact with Miss Pac-Man, it was Miss, not Mrs. So it's like, it's one of those weird ones where technically, she was never actually married to Pac-Man. Yeah. Was it like his sister? Who knows? I mean, there'd have to at least be a couple of them around, but... Okay, weird. I've got the... the the, the new thing's called PlayStation Plus Essential, Extra, and Premium. So, huh. Essential, and this is in American monies because I don't have access to what it'll cost in Australia. America. Or so we'll just probably, double it, essentially. I could probably find it, but this'll do. So in the United States, it's 10 bucks a month for Essential, which is pretty much essentially what you have now. You get your two monthly games, exclusive downloads, cloud saves, online, online multiplayer, yada, yada, yada. All the normal stuff. Alright, that's $13 for us. So you have PlayStation Plus Extra, which is f- uh, $15 bucks a month. So $20 for us. Which also adds up to... F- uh, it's 400 but it's asterisk, so who fucking knows. Of the most enjoyed PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from their main studios and third-party partners. So hopefully that will be very good, and that's for download and play. Uh, this okay. is all just on the PlayStation. This is not talking about the PC yet. Yeah, and then you have PlayStation Plus Premium, which is eighteen bucks, twenty-four dollars for us, which includes all the previous ones and adds three hundred and forty additional games from the PS3 via streaming, not downloading, and a catalog of beloved classics available in both streaming and download options for the PlayStation One, Two, and PSP. Here's the thing: PSP was a thing. All of those things exist on PC. Streaming only. Oh. Wait, really? Yeah. So you can't download them. You can only stream them. Yep. That... That is weird. Um, yeah. that, that's a direction they've gone, definitely. Uh, a bad one, if you ask me, mostly because I live in Australia, where dog shit internet is the norm. Yeah, no, they are definitely aiming towards the, the America. Which is makes me sad like Game Pass has been one of the the things I have had the least regrets purchasing and continuing to pay for I've said it once and I'll say it again you play one full price top line just came out game on Game Pass and you just justified Game Pass for the next six months cost wise the weird thing for me is Australia is a massive market for gaming like we are pretty high up there but no gaming company ever you know tailors to it even our own gaming companies don't they only tailor yeah the second they can they escape it's like all of our actors the second they can act or you know get anything going they escape off to the US but it's one of those odd things for me where take our server times anytime things are down for like maintenance for us it's prime gaming time Mm. like it's you know 7 o'clock in in the evening people are meant to be raiding by this point um, I remember at one point World of Warcraft went down during prime game times for the Americans and holy shit did they lose their fucking minds mm. like the forums were flooded and all you could see every response was distant Australian laughter and it was just like yes for once we get to play when you can't go I to mean, hell my favourite one is, is always when people complain about lag yeah bitch 
your fucking 10 ping is fine. Fuck off. I've played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, and I'm actually kind of tempted to go back to it because I've got the itch again. But that game, there were certain dungeons that we were told in Australia we would never be able to clear simply because of our, our latency. Because the lag would be, even if like a slight amount of it, meant we would never be able to get through that dungeon. Damn. Although, Square uh, has added additional Oceania servers. They have, yes. And they eventually did clear that dungeon, just like, mostly out of spite, I believe. It took oh, them a while. I absolutely believe a pack of Australians were like, fuck yes, challenge, let's go. Yeah. We were born in the lag, molded by the lag. We will do I just love the dungeon. fact that anytime something happens on any like new MMO, Australians just, there's an unspoken issuance there that's like, right, which server are we taking? <laughs> it's it like, for like Final Fantasy fourteen, it was Tonberry. Everyone's like, we're going to Tonberry. It's like, cool. Flood! And just swarmed this poor Japanese server. I... We eventually, I think they forced off most of the, the Japanese players just because no one was speaking Japanese. It was all English. A whole bunch of people going, where's me meat pie? Oh, my favorite thing was chasing this poor guy around. His name was Big Kev. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So we kept chasing him going, are you excited, Kev? Are you, are you excited? And he was just some <laughs> poor, poor <laughs> Japanese student who had no idea of the connotations of the name he had chosen. He just chose a name in English because he thought it would be fun. Uh, you know, he's, he's Big Kev, and this poor guy is just like, we're just chasing after him. Like, You're excited, Kev! Knowing him, he's, he was I, probably thinking of it in like, the American like way, and he's like, oh yeah, it means I'm like Big Dick Kev, right? Yeah. God and the great damn. thing was, we eventually got one of our people who was studying Japanese to talk to him, and he's like, oh guys, no, he actually... uh." He has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> so we told him to Google Big Kev Australian Commercial and we then had to go to our raid. Um, which, fun fact, because we had been so distracted by Big Kev, when our healer came back, who was the one calling the shots for us, and said, is everyone ready? We've all just gone, yeah, and been taken into a, a primal fight, which was, I think, Ifrit, <laughs> one of the first primals. And we didn't have a tank. <laughs> Because we forgot our primary tank we had switched to a DPS to level that up and I only played Summoner, which was DPS. So we had a healer and three DPS. So now it's and a it's burn like, party. Pretty much, it was like, what do we do? It's like, uh, I can summon the Titan Edgy and it can maybe tank for us. So there's somewhere, apparently there is footage of this, uh, of us going through that fight with a Titan Edgy. There's a little tiny rock monster being the tank. For a monster the size of a building. I know somewhere in the dark logs of the internet, there is a video of me playing Final Fantasy XI on a Galka, which is a, a character type that's not a caster, it actually gets really bad MP, playing a red mage, doing main pole, tank, heal. Pretty sure it was the same t uh, group I was playing with as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it yeah. was. It, like there's just, I know there's footage out there because I told my clan at the time and they immediately came to where I was doing it to see that I, whether I was bullshitting and oh. then watched me not bullshit I really enjoyed those kinds of MMOs when you have a, a team to play with like a group a dedicated group it's pretty fun that's oh, the only so. game I ever got to endgame in like well, the only uh, MMO we're getting toward the back half of our our podcast do we do we want to do our super fight or are we doing something else this week now let's go super fight but let's change up the theme ooh okay okay so the theme's gonna be which fast food do you order and how do you get there alright alright I'm into it okay so Seth you're identical twins mhm mm and your trait for identical twins is can dig and run through tunnels with super speed. Okay, okay. So we're doing like. So what fast food are you going to go to for dinner, and how are you going to get there? Okay, so I've got to try and think like what kind of fast food would a bunch of would, would a pair of people who spend all their time in the dirt want? Well, I feel like the only analogous thing is going to be like tradies. 
mm. because you know they're working on construction sites covered in dirt. Um, so I got to assume it's it's tradey food. At which point we're talking like gas station four and twenty pies, and you know a good sausage roll covered in sauce. So assuming we're doing our usual of starting in the middle of Brisbane, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm like a, like I could literally spin around and throw a rock and hit a fucking Seven Eleven. Um, at which point, yeah. I'm probably going to use my ability to tunnel to go underneath the hot box and just drop the hot box. Fair. So you're just taking the whole thing. Fuck that! I'm not paying for it. If you've seen gas station prices, criminal. I mean, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> At which point I will then, you know, loot all the hot food and bug off. But also, knowing my luck, I'm going to get it down and it's going to be like one sausage roll. Because there's never any fucking hot food in the cabinet! You've got a point. It's probably, as well, it's probably like three days old as well. Yeah, yeah. but you know that when you go in and get gas station food. <laughs> Pretty much. You're not going in there going, oh yeah, some dude, like minced the meat this morning and cooked it up and then wrapped it in delicate puff pastry. Nah, man. This thing's been on a truck for two weeks. Probably been in this fucking cabinet for the last three weeks. Who fucking knows if it's even edible or if it's even still considered food? What I'm hearing is that we need to open a chain of, like, petrol stations with artisanal, like, pies. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I will admit, though, BP has sort of started doing that. They do actually have some very fancy ones. It's very annoying because they're walking distance from my house. Yeah. Oh, no. So, like, 11 o'clock at night when I've been gaming and I get the munchies, it's just like, but there's tasty pies not that far away. (laughs) Well, even, like, uh, 7-Eleven has had to up their game I think they had enough food poisoning lawsuits. They're like, okay, maybe we should actually get regular food in and not make the pies out of possum anymore. I just made them out of polystyrene so it doesn't go bad. Exactly. All right, well, I mean, uh, he added something in there which we'll use for swoosh as well, which is what is your occupation? Fair. I mean, I was just trying to think of... I was just trying to think what it was what kind of per, what kind of person I was comparing it to to decide what kind of food. No, you did good. You did, like, a deep dive. So we've got uh, Swoosh. Yeah. Swoosh, you're a Hannibal. What? I'm, I'm a... You're I'm a Hannibal. Ha- oh, Hannibal. Oh, okay. I'm, all right, cool. Wait, which Hannibal? Uh, let's go Hannibal Lecter. All right. Yeah, excellent. Hannibal Lecter, uh, and you're armed with a live T-Rex head on a stick. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so first of all, what do you do for work? Oh, well, obviously I'm a chef. Okay, you're going to have to justify that. <laughs> I can't. I'm a, I'm a cannibal. I can't exactly go to, like, Macca's and go, I would like one Humenburger, please. I'm going to yeah. have to make my own shit. But at the same time, how many chefs do you know who walk around with a T-Rex? Wait a minute, I know every chef would do that if they could. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, they, they absolutely would. Like, given the chance. Yeah, no, every chef I've ever met would 100% run around with that. If anything, to punish the lesser chefs by nipping them with it. Exactly. But what if that T-Rex keeps eating your humans? Then what are you going to eat? Well, it's just a head on a stick, so it's basically pre-mincing them for me, right? Oh, fuck. So we just like... mince meat? Who needs yeah. a mince meat mincer when you've got a T-Rex? Exactly. The, the, the T-Rex is happy because it's eaten people's, and I have pre-minced food that I can then cook into burgers and probably sell to people because I'm a horrible human being. Okay, but you, you haven't stated how you're going to get your supply of human meat yet. That is true. So, well, it's a bit suspect walking around with a, a T-Rex head on a stick at all times, right? What are you going to do? Put a blanket over it? Pretend it's a spooky ghost that goes... <laughs> well, I was actually thinking of, like, you join a parade, right? Yeah. And all you need to do is just make a uh, an animatronic kind of body, almost like a dinosaur... That you can just move around slightly. Just, you know, lean over and chomp, grab a person, you know, eat them. But it's that or just walk, uh, just put up a thing on on Craigslist saying, I have an actual dinosaur ahead who wants to come see it. And somebody will come and have a look. That's fair. Although, I do like the idea of you doing it in the parade inside of a body underneath the head. Because it's going to, like, eat people and then just rain meat on you. Oh yeah, no that that's the uh, the bit of a downside, but downside, I mean, upside you can eat as you go. 
Exactly. So you're opening your own human meat fast food chain. Yeah, I'm calling it Soylent Green. Oh no, what? spoilers Wait. for a movie that's a million miles old. <laughs> Did I, okay. I just said it was a million miles old. What the fuck, me? <laughs> I was going to say you were going to get your human meat from uh, when you were on a boat with a bunch of school kids from your zombie apocalypse. That could also work, but a lot of people don't like veal, so it'd be hard sell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You gotta let the you gotta let the the herd animal grow up to its full adult hood before you kill it. Exactly. You don't eat the baby animal because they they still have hope, and that that just ruins the meat. It's when life crushes them that's when it tastes really good. And I mean, if you're eating all the children, you also can't get a breeding program going to keep the stock high. You, exactly. You know, there's a whole process to the idea of keeping a sustainable farm going for human meat. <laughs> Yes, for all of you out there that feel like having a farmer children, you'll have a perfect, perfect advice here. Just ask Swoosh. I like the fact successful. that our, um, our thing against this wasn't the fact that it was, it was murdering children. It's the fact that it would be too hard for a breeding program. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the other week as well. Yeah. We just yeah. wouldn't be able to teach properly. No, nothing about eating them. <laughs> exactly. That's the, I think that's the third time you've resorted to eating children now, Swoosh. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. How many until we need to contact someone? Oh, someone's probably contacted. I I really just hope the three FBI agents who listen in us have formed their own podcast at this point. (laughs) The the podcast about the podcast we fucking listen to and what the fuck is wrong with these three guys? Yeah. (laughs) Like, they've already got enough evidence to put Swoosh away for life. I maintain that the ASIO agents following all of us are just like they have their own D&D game at this point. It's like, I mean, they're playing D&D. We might as well go for it as well. You know how we watch like, you know, well, I don't. You guys watch like below decks and shit. They've got this weird thing where they've got, they've somehow gotten a camera in each room and they're just watching us make a podcast and being like, the fuck. Oh no, all I can imagine now is just like a bunch of them at a water cooler. It's like, have you seen season like three of Swoosh? Isn't that weird? Oh man, it runs in parallel with season three of Seth, and oh, I mean, those two guys—it's just fucked. <laughs> the crossover has been interesting. They're, they're currently yeah. doing this weird meta thing with the Ben series, and I don't know where it's going, but we're <laughs> keeping an eye on it. It's like an even balance. Yeah. <laughs> this Ben guy is kind of stopping them going to prison at this stage. <laughs> so long as we're entertaining, we've got to dance for them and keep them going, and then they won't prosecute. Exactly. As long as we're entertaining, we can't be prosecuted. I'm proud of us because we stuck to what we were going to talk about today with minimal tangents. Well, I mean, that's oh, because yeah. we front-loaded. We're like, we're not doing anything else until we do the alpha thing. Should we just do that every week just so we hold ourselves accountable? I like, I think part of the problem we've been having is we do the like the newsy tidbits. The newsy tidbits turn into tangents and then the tangents into more tangents and then the topic never gets talked about. So we'll have a topic for you every three to four weeks. I think we can stick but to that. But one thing we didn't talk about, one thing that we didn't talk about, and you, you just gave me your, uh, you know, re- repeat how you feel about it. It's the new Thor Love and Thunder trailer. Like, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of, st- I'm still keen. I mean, it looks oh, interesting, look, but. It's a Marvel movie. I'm going to check it out. But, like, nothing in the trailer was like, hot damn, there's the, there's the thing that's got me. It's like, yeah, it looks like, Cheesy fun with the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor. Looks like it's going to be. I think it's going to be a. I, I'm. I, the reason I'm keen for it is I think it's going to be more of a more of a laid back comedy Marvel Marvel movie. So I'm really oh, keen agreed. for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, the That's last the one vibe. was as well. But the but last Thor was a Natalie Portman, Portman coming in. Oh yeah, as a Lady Thor. So I think it's a good pickup. Uh, I'm I'm really keen to see how she benefits it. Hmm. I'm, I'm not expecting a lot. I mean, like, the comics didn't exactly end well for Lady Thor, I think. I don't remember what happened. Things went bad. But, okay. yeah, no, it was, um... That, and I think Thor is now transitioning into Odin. Because I know that did happen in the Marvel Universe at least once. It may this be. Leads, this leads into two weeks away. Probably one of my favourite movies that's coming out well actually fuck I can't even say that because there's four movies that I've been waiting for for ages coming out this year Top Gun uh, is Top Gun Jurassic World um, John Wick 4 
uh, and uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, yeah Multiverse of Madness, May 5th. They already booked the tickets to the advanced screening, uh, and I am very, very keen. If we get some spare cash, I'll jump in on that too, but otherwise I'll just see it when it comes out normal. Yeah, I'll do the same actually, but it's like... We're not going to the midnight one, at least. That, oh, no, it's a six pm. Yeah, fuck it's that. a six pm on the on the Wednesday. So I mean, I've already we've already booked out a whole row, and I've let you guys know. So hopefully, yeah. you come along. Oh, what? Yeah, we'll jump it on that purchase one. Purchase the tickets for a whole row, or just booked it out with people? Oh, there's already yeah, like it's booked out with people okay, already yeah, for yeah. the whole row. Yeah. For a second there, it was like you bought a whole row of seats at a cinema. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? I bought the whole cinema. I mean, we could do that. There are a few around that are small and do full bookings. I was talking about actually buying, like just paying for the whole cinema, like buying it, buying the property. Do it. And then they'll be like, wait, why are you watching completions? Uh, (laughs) Is this just YouTube hooked up to a giant screen? (laughs) Yes, please leave. (laughs) All I can imagine is being at fucking South Bank on the giant IMAX screen, just YouTube party. Yeah. I would just play advertise like you'd buy a ticket to a new movie like the Doctor Strange movie and then I would literally just put on trailers for three hours <laughs> of course you would but none of those trailers would be for Doctor Strange yeah no yeah. <laughs> dedicate an entire fucking like cinema just to trailers on loop <laughs> yeah and then like a few times throughout you'd have that pause where the lights would turn off so you think the movie's gonna start and then they just turn right back on yeah they just kind of fade in for a second and back when they turn on, when they go, when they go dark, that's when the thing resets to the start of the trailer list. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that'd be man. great. Oh, this Just is... in different languages. <laughs> and this is why we can't have nice things. All right. Until next time, I think that's it for me. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one.